In life, we find friends and connections that stay in our lives for a short time, or some become lifelong friends. These lifelong friends become like family and are there when you need it most, especially when it comes to your mental health. Today's guest has the courage to share her story that will touch on anxiety, postpartum, being a new mom, and launching her new counseling business. She is the founder of Calm Me Counseling. Get ready to learn how teletherapy may help you succeed during today's episode. As you can guess, value is headed your way from many angles. So before I bring her on, let's learn how Gab podcasts. Gabby, which platform do you stream your shows through? Uh, I definitely stream through Spotify and Apple. I do Apple as well. When in the day do you typically listen to your podcast? I know as a new mom, there's probably limited time to sneak these in. Yeah, being a new mom, the podcasts are hard to keep up. But I, before I had a baby, I was listening to podcasts in the car on the way to work and then on the way home as well. Long Island traffic, it gives you a lot of time to listen to to some good podcasts. Long Island traffic is one of the top three or four reasons why I probably won't move back up to New York, of course, with the cold weather. So in the car, on the way home from work, you heard it from Gab. I want to hear how you podcast as well, and I will feature you on an episode. Email me, info at vincentalancy.com, and we will get you on the show. And it is now time for an all things mental health discussion on this week's show of A Mental Health Break. I am your host and author of the books, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health and Mental Health Week, Vincent A. Lancey. You can check out these books on Amazon after the episode ends. If it is your first time joining us, I sit down with a mental health advocate or professional each week from around the world to share their story relating to mental health. I began focusing on mental health after suffering a traumatic brain injury or a TBI. That is my why relating to mental health advocacy and you will learn gabs today. Before I bring on this incredible guest, I do have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Tampa Counseling and Wellness, dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, call today for a free consultation and their info is in the show bio, Therapy That Inspires Change. I became friends with today's guest over 10 years ago here in Tampa, Florida. She has always been one of my most supportive friends and our whole group of friends would say the same. From sharing her own mental health journey to helping you new moms who are either unaware or may have experienced postpartum Get ready for a value-filled show. Additionally, as I mentioned, she's going to talk about her new practice with you and what led to it, Calm Me Counseling. They're providing teletherapy for young adults and adults coping with anxiety, depression, life transitions, and relationships. She is on a mission and committed to making a difference. So allow me to introduce Gab Haynes-Cukel. Gab, great to see you. Thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. I feel very honored to be on the show. <laughs> I'm honored to have you. Would you mind introducing yourself a bit to our audience who does not have the privilege of knowing you? And then we'll dive into mental health talk. 
Yeah, so my name is Gabriella Haynes-Buchel. Um, I am a licensed master social worker in the state of New York. Um, I am also a wife and a mama. Um, I had my one-year-old daughter during the height of COVID. Um, so that was pretty um, interesting and definitely something that we'll talk about later in terms of why I started my practice. Um, and yeah, I live in New York. So if you are looking for teletherapy, I can see anybody in the state of New York. Um, I do love the warm weather. I miss Tampa almost every day, especially now that there's such good teams. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> such good crazy. teams like the, the Bucks and the Lightning. Um, so, you know, I'm always rooting for Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to you sharing your story today and you're shedding light on a lot of subjects, including that professionals are humans too. Professionals have mental health and they need to keep up with their mental health in order to best serve you. And I think that's a conversation that does not happen enough. And we're going to learn all about that. But to dive in and get started, we're going to learn about your personal mental health history. What did you experience the most? Obviously, the more spoken about ones or the mood disorders, schizophrenia disorders, anxiety disorders, which is areas that you experience the most? Um, so just personally, I, I've always struggled with generalized anxiety disorder, which is, you know, feeling fearful and your body being in that fight or flight, despite whether or not that your thoughts are rational or not. Um, and I think that came from, for me, um, you know, before the age of 21, I had, including you, Vincent, um, I had about four friends that were in like severe car accidents. Um, and I had one friend who is also friends with, or was friends with, uh, Mr. Lancey, um, who passed away. So I think that my fears started showing up in, in being safe. Um, you know, and if we were in a safe, if I was in a safe environment, if I was going to get hurt it, and very irrational because when I was feeling these things, when I was in my apartment or, you know, walking my dog. So, you know, that's the part that a lot of people don't understand about, um, you know, anxiety and depression is that it might seem silly to somebody who doesn't experience it, but for somebody who does feel like sh real fear, even though it's silly to think that, you know, um, yeah, that definitely sparked my anxiety. Um, and I think that throughout the past, you know, 10 years, I've worked towards helping others who are going through those difficult moments. You know, we were so young yeah. when we went through all of that. And I think that it takes a long time to digest and to unravel all of those emotions. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like where it started for me. And, you know, I think that everything also happens for a reason. So me having my own anxieties, I think has allowed me to better understand my clients and to also, you know, help them along the way with things that have helped me or helped others. I agree with you very much. And several points where 
a lot of times in life, people just have a tough time resonating with any situation that they didn't go through personally. They just can't wrap their heads around what something like an anxiety or depression might do to somebody. It could put them in a downward spiral for quite some time, but hopefully conversations like ours are destigmatizing mental health and people will have the courage like you to share their story because of the benefits that it provides. You never know what will resonate with somebody the most. Could be you're from New York, could be the anxiety, the postpartum, could be you both have new businesses. Something may click and your story may mean that much more to them. But now I'd like to ask you, let's talk about what prompted the business. You're taking this stance on mental health advocacy. You're helping young adults, adults battle through their difficult times. Let's talk more about it. Yeah. So, I mean, this has just been a crazy, uncertain time that we're living in. I think that that is the the biggest reason why I started my practice was because we are not creatures that are supposed to be isolated. You know, instinctually, we want to be around other people. We want to be social. That's what fills our souls, right? So throughout this whole pandemic and not having that social interaction, whether it's when you were in lockdown or, you know, if you're still being careful um, or even the other extreme where, you know, you are not afraid of COVID, but, you know, you're missing people who, who are. So I think that the biggest thing I started to see was people our age and people younger than us, you know, going through these like life transitions um, during a pandemic. So, you know, people graduating from college, you know, people having children, people, you know, getting married, all of these things that were put on hold, everybody has their own experience of how it has affected them. Um, and I think that like a lot of people are struggling. I think that the world is the future, you know, we don't know what will happen next. And I think that having a support support system, particularly a therapist that you can, you know, just talk things out with, um, is super important right now. Humans breed and need social interaction. It's what we're meant to do. We're meant to interact. And like you said, with COVID that all came to a halt FaceTime, it is what it is. It's a small booster, but it doesn't replicate the same exact thing of that face-to-face interaction, giving someone a high five, giving someone a smile per se. Now you have the mask on just to make their day go better. It's a long way to go to get everybody on board with mental health practices, mental health talks. There is a lot of corporate fear as well, where people feel if they come out about their mental health, they'll be looked at negatively. But I always shift the conversation to this, where if you break your arm or your leg, what do you do? You rehab, you take the time, you get it right. The same thing needs to be done with your mental health. If your mental health isn't okay and you take a week just to get right, that may never even happen again your whole life. But if you don't prevent it, it could trickle into something, a lifelong complication. But you've been on this journey now as a professional and on a personal path, Gab. I want to ask you for some things that work for you on either short-term basis or long-term basis. What can you share with our audience? Okay, so I have a few things that I do on a daily basis and some things that I myself need to work on, even though I'm going to tell you (laughs) that these are good things as well. Um, 
So first and foremost, I think journaling um, and journaling can look different for everybody. Um, you know, I think just writing down your thoughts and especially in those moments of, um, you know, fear, confusion or, or not feeling yourself, um, even if it's just five minutes writing yeah. down how you feel, putting pen to paper is just the release of your emotions and then um so what i journal is what i'm grateful for yep. every morning so i yep. i just pick three things um you know i'm grateful for a lot but i i have a one-year-old so i gotta make her breakfast <laughs> so i write down what i'm grateful for and i found that that is a very grounding technique for me that like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this beautiful day outside. And I'm grateful for, you know, being able to stay home with my daughter. You know, those are things that sometimes if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, or you're not having a good couple of weeks, it does, it does make you feel good. So that is one thing I say to do. Yeah. It's a good point because you need on to a really, daily basis. If you, you need can. to look at what you're not what you wish you had or wish you had more when you're be thinking about things you're grateful for. You have to keep it simple and look around you, and then you'll really start to appreciate life in a different way. That's happened for me over the past couple of years when I shifted my mindset. What else can you offer our listeners? So I think that exercise is a huge thing. And okay. obviously, you know, it's scientifically proven that exercising can improve your mental health. Yeah. I think a lot of people struggle with just starting to exercise yeah. um, and finding what you like to do. Um, you know, running outside is not for everybody. Swimming in the pool is not for everybody. Um, I myself, I love indoor cycling. So, you know, I have found that even if I get on the bike for 20 minutes, I feel a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, that's something I'm also working on is because it is hard. You know, it's easy to slip out of routines. And um, I think that doing things on a daily basis or having some kind of schedule for yourself creates those good habits. And then when you start and continue, mm -hmm. then they become just things that are a part of your life and you start to feel good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of great things there. Journaling could look different for everyone. And then you even went to say exercising. There's different things for everyone. That's true. No one person is alike. What some people hate, some people love, vice versa. Try something. If it doesn't work out, the worst thing that happens is nothing changes. The best thing that happens is you find something good to improve your mental health. It is easy to slip out of routines and even harder to get back in those routines. So it is just trying to make it work the best you can. You mentioned the schedule. It's something I'm huge with every single day, scheduling it out. Back to mental health again. What are some things you're going to do to raise awareness? You mentioned this new practice. Let's talk a little more about that. Yes. Yeah, so my new practice just launched on Friday. It's called Comni Counseling. Um, so it's teletherapy for um, young adults and adults suffering with anxiety, depression, life transitions. So I see individuals um, and I also see couples. I think that, um, you know, 
at the age that we are at in our lives, a lot of our friends are getting married and having children and it's a really crazy time to go through all of those life transitions because maybe you're stuck in the house with your spouse for five months. You know, you, maybe you just had a baby and you have to figure out, you know, how you're going to deal with um, family members coming to visit and if they're well, or if they're vaccinated, you know, these are things that we're all trying to find a path on how to deal. Um, so, you know, what I want to be able to do is just give people that listening ear that they can vent and give them the tools to, you know, feel confident in, you know, making change and it being positive. Yes. I think you're going to do a great job at that. I have all the confidence in you and can't wait to see all the success that unravels as you get going. And now I think it's a great time to head into the spotlight story. If it is your first time joining us on each episode, I share the mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know that you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks healthy from the outside, the inside may not be the same. I will introduce the story of Aisha Curry, and she talked about postpartum as well, so I think it's a good fit for today's guest. This is some notes I jotted down from an interview with Good Morning America. For those of you who do not know her, she's the wife of NBA superstar Steph Curry, and she opened up with her struggles of postpartum depression and the, quote, a rash decision she made after giving birth to her second child. Quote, I didn't realize at the time, but after having Ryan, which is a second child, I was battling a bit of postpartum that lingered for a while. It came in the form of me being depressed about my body, so I made a rash decision. And what this is talking about is breast augmentation, and it didn't go as planned. Quote, the intention was just to have them lifted, but I came out with these bigger boobs I didn't want. I got the most botched boob job on the face of the planet. They are worse now than they were before. I would never do anything like that again, but I'm an advocate of if something makes you happy, who cares about the judgment? She also shared with working mother that even though she's successful in her own right as a TV host, chef and cookbook author, people often only look at her as Steph Curry's wife. I'm sure this type of mindset can be detrimental to females on their mental health. I want to end with a quote. They think this is something I've obtained because of my husband's income. That's not true. He hasn't invested a dime in my restaurant business. And I think this is very big, as I said, because she has a very famous husband. People are going to attribute success with what he's doing, but she is clearly very qualified in certain areas, has a lot to be proud of for herself. What do you take away from her story, Gab? I definitely take away a couple of things. And I think that a lot is what every woman struggles with nowadays. Um, one is the body image um, and and wanting to feel like yourself. Um, you know, I'm sure that these celebrities have a lot of pressure to look a certain way. Um, but because they put those pressures on themselves, we in turn put pressure on ourselves, seeing them as, you know, these perfect human beings. So I think that that is one thing that I hear. Um, and really the biggest thing is the postpartum. You know, I think that there needs to be more of a conversation about 
Um, the one, the fourth trimester, right after you have your baby, Mm -hmm. um, your hormones are so out of whack and you feel this like huge strength and protection of your child. Um, and it can come off as aggressive or, or manic or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I think that educating men as well and educating their, you know, husbands and spouses and that this is something that we go through and you got to check in with us because we might not know we're in the thick of it until a long time after. So her making that rash, rash decision to get that breast augmentation, it's like you want to look good and feel yourself because, you know, you just spent nine months not looking yourself. Um, and you know, that, that pressure as well to look a certain way on top of just having a baby. So definitely the body image and, and, uh, and the postpartum is what I take away from it. Um, and you know, you just have to remember that you gave life to somebody and, and you brought a soul into this world, into a, a physical way. And to find the beauty in that um, and to look for the support and help that you need. That's probably a huge mental hurdle that men obviously can't relate to. We could do our best to understand. And I connected you with Maddie, I believe on Instagram, or I will. She hopped on the show a few weeks ago talking about postpartum. And we talked about this fourth trimester. I mean, I don't have a relationship or kids, but I have never heard of the fourth trimester. I'm sure a lot of men, especially my age, they haven't either. People think you have a baby. Okay, that's it. You go home, family starts. Nobody <laughs> right. They Sun's just send out. you they they put the baby in the car seat and they're like, good luck. And I think that, you know, even as somebody, you know, as a new mom, I, I really didn't know what the fourth trimester was. And yeah. I I don't think that it's spoken about enough. And I think now more than ever that women are having babies for the first time. And yeah. it's during a pandemic that, um, you know, we can't look to our moms or grandmas to say, well, like, how did you handle this situation when you were going through it? Because it was so different. You know, we have to think of so many new things on top of thinking about postpartum depression and taking care of the baby and looking good for your significant other, you know? So the, there's a lot of things that are people struggle with in terms of postpartum and, and, and spouses too, you know, they, they don't know really what to do if their wife is sitting there crying for three hours. So I think it's important just to get the conversation started, especially in these times very well said and everything you said it was so great gab i want to thank you so much for finally coming on the show we were going to get you on a podcast eventually i loved everything you said you were open and honest not only about the anxiety but the postpartum gave great tips for new moms out there and i really want to go back to how you mentioned the journaling and exercise could look different for everyone i try to stress that all the time what works for some will not work for everyone find what works for you and push forward I want to now ask you for your last word. My last word. My last word will be that, you know, nobody has to feel alone. Um, There are so many resources now with teletherapy. um, If you're comfortable with going to in 
in-person therapy, uh, support groups, things like that, thing, you know, support groups on Facebook, mm-hmm. and whatever you can find that will help you through these unprecedented times that we are living. Um, and to remember that, you know, it's okay to not be okay, but it's always good to feel better. It is always good to feel better. And for some people, therapy may be their best interest, especially teletherapy. Tell everybody how they can check out your new company, your website, say hi to you as well. Okay, awesome. So uh, my website is www.com, C-A-L-M, me, counseling.com. And our Instagram handle is com, me, underscore counseling. Um, and all of my information on how to get in touch with me or schedule a session is on my website. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully this will just be something you know, hears or listens today that I can help them. So reach out if you need me. Absolutely. Everyone be sure to at least say hello. Check out her new practice. Therapy is not one size fits all. So if you had a bad experience in the past, don't worry about it. Give someone new a try. Gabby may be that resource for you. And while you are on the internet and social media, check us out too. We are at Vincent A. Lancy, all social media, YouTube. My website is vincentalancy.com. You can find everything and exclusive content for the show there. And the handles are at a mental health break on all social media, except for Twitter. We're at podcast by Lancy. And you can get all of that also through my website. Mental Health Week and Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health are available now on Amazon. Be sure to check them out. And thank you for listening. I will see you next week on a mental health break. Gabby, thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me.